Welcome to Subscriptions Scaled, sponsored by Rebar Technology. Join us each week to hear from industry leaders in the subscription space, share their best tips and stories, and learn how you can up-level your subscription business today. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Subscription Scaled. I'm your host, Nick Frederick. With me here today is Sai Gupta, who is the CTO and co-founder of Wing App. Sai, thanks for being with us today. Great to be here. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, can't wait to hear about it. And this is always a good place to start. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your company that you're obviously one of the co-founders of, and it'd be great. So I'll, I'll dive into the company a tiny bit. So okay. we're building, we're building the assistant service of the future. That's what we like to call it. It's a subscription-based VA service, which is powered by AI technology that we have built in-house, okay. along with the human-in-the-loop model. So it's kind of like a hybrid AI system. And, uh, you know, what we basically do is businesses come to us and they subscribe to our service on a, it's not a contractual service. It's a monthly basis. You pay month okay. to month. And then, you know, we kind of offer two different plans. First one's uh, $700 a month and the other one's like $1,250 a month. Okay. And they each come with, you know, their own kind of features and, you know, like number of assistants that you get. Okay. And then we have built a lot of tech around it and all the good stuff. So that's just a very tiny bit, you know, as far as what Wing is doing right now. We have a ton of customers. We service various different industries, you know, ranging from real estate to marketing companies to legal companies, uh, moving companies, IT companies. And again, it is it is global. We have customers in the United States and Canada, in the UK, uh, South Africa, Australia, India as well. So, you know, we have, we have really, really grown. And all of this has happened in the past six months. And then I guess going a tiny bit into the history of the company, a couple of friends and I started this way back about almost four years ago, you know, okay. working on the technology, working on the product. And this is back when, you know, we were in school, we were at UC Irvine and, yeah. uh, you know, we were looking at, it kind of, it kind of came out of, you know, personal, personal need, uh, you know, a couple of friends and I, we were sitting in the dorm room and, you know, it was like 3 a.m. in the night. And then, you know, one of the guy's parents were going to visit at 8 a.m in the morning and the room was a mess. You know, you can imagine freshman year <laughs> was a total mess. That is exactly where, uh, you know, we were thinking, we are like, oh, we wished if there was like a service right now, you know, that, and this is back in 2014, 2015, right? There mm -hmm. wasn't any, there wasn't even DoorDash or anything back then. Mm. Right? Uber had just come out. So, you know, we were thinking about, you know, maybe having the service where uh, we wanted to use a service that, you know, we can just tell, hey, could somebody come and clean the room right now and maybe get us some, you know, jack-in-the-box or something? Because yeah, it's 2 a.m. We're really, really not in a good state. How college kids think, right? Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, we started we started doing this weird thing where we were posting on Facebook group of our dorms. And we were like, oh, if anybody's willing to come down at 2 a.m. and clean our room, we'll pay you 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. We were posting. We even put a small ad on Craigslist. I'm trying to see if anybody in the area was willing to come and clean the room. <laughs> But nobody came, 3 a.m., finally, you know, we picked up the stuff, started cleaning up the room. And that is where kind of the idea came out from. Yeah. It was like, okay, we need this kind of like an all-runner assistant service, yeah. you know, that you use to do basically anything, anything that's legal and possible, uh, you know, that it can get done. So that is where kind of like the idea for this wing AI assistant came out of. And then when we launched back then, uh, you know, we were working on the tech a lot of lot of months, a lot of time. 
We grew the team as well. And then when we launched, initially it was supposed to be a consumer product, supposed to be, you know, like a personal assistant app. Okay. Let's say for you and me individually using it, you know, make bookings, make reservations, you know, you need your house cleaned, you need, you know, you need packages delivered, you need your dry cleaning picked up. You want to you wanna plan your wife's birthday, right? <laughs> Anything that you can think of, even if you need us to walk your dog, right? Any use case that you can think of, we were trying to do it. And we got to, we got to a pretty good start. We launched, day of launch, we launched on campus, right? That is where usually college mm-hmm. kids want to start. Mm-hmm. So we launched on campus. We had about 400 users sign up day one. Wow. Yeah, so pretty big, yeah, pretty, pretty big launch. And, uh, you know, we, we were very, you know, whatever, we were very, you know, whatever, the ways we were launching, I remember this one time we needed a tiny bit of money to get something done. We were like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? So we went and bought Costco pizzas, a lot of them. And then we <laughs> sold them outside this bar near the campus on a Friday night at 2 a.m. Sold a single slice for $5 a slice. You know, and we, we basically ended up making, I think, $2,000 out of that. Mm. So, you know, use that to grow a tiny bit, get some more things in. And then we were going pretty smooth. We launched the Swing Consumer product earlier in 2020, officially launched it on uh, like February the 7th on Product Hunt, became number one product of the day. You know, everything was going good. Things were smooth. And then coronavirus hit. You know, all all the personal use cases that you can think about, right? Flight reservations, restaurant reservations, people weren't going out anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So all of those use cases kind of went downhill as fast as you can imagine. And then, you know, around June of 2020 is when they're like, okay, this is not working out. You know, business isn't smooth. We haven't been getting new customers. Old customers are trying to go away. You know, so things aren't working out. And then uh, that is where the idea came out of, okay, you know, we have this technology that we've worked on for like two years. We have a really, really good team with us. You know, we know what we're doing. We know the product very well. What do we do with it? And then we realized even during Corona, uh, businesses, small and medium-sized businesses especially, are still trying to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, and these guys do not have the extra cash on their hands to hire actual people. They may have even let staff let go, you know, but they're still working. So that means, you know, they, they could use help. And uh, given it's COVID, work from home, virtual offices, virtual assistants, is the new norm, right? Everything's online. And that is where kind of like the idea came out of, okay, let's convert this and pivot into a business offering, right? And that is around July when we launched. Day of launch, we had like four of our current customers, like we're using, these were like execs using our consumer version. Mm-hmm. We started them, we're like, okay, we're offering this business service, right? We're going to do everything for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then these guys basically signed up. So day one, we had four customers sign up and, uh, you know, revenue basically was about, I want to say $2,000. Okay. And this is back in July. And then today our revenue is almost about $40,000. You know, we companies uh, currently valued at over $10 million. And this has all happened in the past six months. Wow. You can imagine, so you can imagine we have scaled, we have scaled crazily. Our team has grown incredibly fast. I currently have about, 50 people working, you know, for, for kind of helping run this. Yeah. Like I said, it's a, it's a mix of humans and AI technology. Okay. Right. So AI tries to do most of the work, but then the actual execution of it is approved by a human being. Or, you know, in some cases, if the AI completely fails, in that case, we pass it to a human to do it. 
Okay. But then we record their actions and we figure out, okay, how does our AI replicate this the next time around? Okay. So it's, it's a mix of both things. So on the human side, we have about 50 people working, you know, and then as far as my team goes, you know, very experienced, bunch of bunch of different backgrounds in different areas. I'll, I'll go a tiny bit into myself, you know. Yeah, I have, be great. You know, I'm currently, like, like uh, you mentioned, I'm CTO and co-founder for Wink. And that involves, you know, that involves a lot of various weird different things that I do on a day-to-day basis. Mm. It can be, it can be tech, we are startup, right? So I get to wear a lot of different hats as well. It can be, you know, me actually doing hands-on coding. It can be me, you know, supervising an engineering meeting. It can be me helping out in management issues. It can be me talking to customers. Mm-hmm. Right? If there's any major concerns with any customer, I'm a very, I'm a very kind of people's person. So, you know, the company might even push me forward. Like, hey, Sai, can you go? Can you go resolve this customer's issue? You know, make them happy. So that role also I take up, and then definitely, you know, working with with our ops people. You know, creating all the tech for them to interact with our customers, and then definitely, you know, I spearhead all the AI efforts um, at the company, you know, including diversifying it, building it, scaling it as well. Right. Right. So all these all these good things is what I'm undertaking right now. My background is in computer science as well. Okay. I went to school at UC Irvine uh, doing my undergrad in computer science. I graduated in three years. You know, I, I was I was very good at what I did. I <laughs> top of my class, magna cum laude, everything. That being said, you know, even even back even back then, you know, I was I was working for Apple. I was designing a system for Barnes and Noble. This all went school. You know, I was pursuing on-campus research, on basically PhD level research, mm-hmm. building robots. Right. So all that, all that back at campus. And then that is where, you know, kind of, like I said, we started this company out and we're very happy, right? We're growing. We're hoping, we're hoping we'll hit about a million in annual revenue this year. So that is very big for us. And we're even even hoping to reach profitability in a couple of months or so. So that is some explosive (laughs) growth there. No, no doubt about it. And interesting to hear about the pivot from, kind of a, a B to C model to a B to kind of small business model. So what were the market factors? Obviously COVID was a big one, um, but were there any other factors at play there when you saw, all right, we need to kind of pivot this model a little bit? 100%, 100%. So I think, I think while we were discussing and talking about all these things, right, there were a couple major factors that we were looking at. First, we definitely wanted to not reinvent the wheel in a sense. We want to use our current technology that we had built, right, which was this AI service that was capable of integrating with tons of different systems that was capable of getting tasks done. So you definitely want to reuse it. And then we also kind of went out, like I said, you know, our first customers were our current customers were using the consumer version. Mm-hmm. We went out to them and we were chatting with them, you know, what would you guys pay for, right? And how much would you guys be willing to pay for something that, and one of our first customers, a very big moving company in LA, you know, they do interested movings and things like that. That is the guy that mentioned, he's like, yeah, you know, if you guys offered kind of like a business service, you know, I love, I love you guys as a consumer platform, but if you guys were able to help me with my business services, you know, even small things like these guys have like, let's say trucks going from LA to Texas, mm-hmm. right? And they need, and they need like hotel or motel reservations for the drivers along the way, cause it's a three day drive. Even those small things he said, since COVID, you know, I had to let my ops manager go. I had to let this person go. So all of it is on the CEO to do. 
And you know, that is that is kind of like definitely where the motivation came out from. Well, okay, you know, we basically told him on that call, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> you know, we can definitely make it happen. Yeah. And I remember, you know, over the fourth of July weekend is when we moved everything over from this B2C to B2B space, like you said. And then I guess the other, you know, the, like I said, my team's very experienced that way. So we definitely it wasn't off of just a whim. You know, we definitely did some market research there. We went mm-hmm. off of two different I guess two different kind of strategies. One of them was, okay, you know, how do we, uh, I guess what, who all are currently in this market, right? Offering the service, that was one factor. Mm-hmm. And then we also wanted to see, okay, there are these competitors right now, or I guess potential competitors. What are they doing and how do we make it better at a cheaper price point, right? So those were the two major factors. We looked at some big companies in this space. We looked at their revenue models. We looked at what they're doing you know, how fast they grew. And then we realized that, okay, there is no market leader out there right now, right? There's companies out there in this space. And trust me, these companies, uh, a couple of these companies are making over $500 million in month yearly revenue, mm. doing doing similar work. And, you know, they charge their customers a lot of money. They charge, it's kind of like they charge on a, on a per task basis. Okay. They have, you know, minimum hourlies, right? You have to contract them for three hours. It's kind of like, I guess, how we like to say, what if, if uh, Netflix started charging you by the minute mm-hmm. right, while you're watching it? And yeah. that is exactly, that's the model that you know, we thought is the reason that these guys haven't been able to capture the entire market is because you know, SMB owners, they, they are not interested in paying by the hour or by the day. Right? Right. They want this all-inclusive package where they pay a certain amount a month and then they can use it unlimited in a sense. Yep. So that was a major differing factor that we came down in. Okay, we're going to offer this unlimited service that, that, that's capable of doing anything. You pay a fixed monthly subscription price, right? And then um, we basically went down on it. And, you know, as we've seen, we've already, I won't name them, but we've already converted a lot of customers from our biggest competitor right okay. now. You know, we have, something right there. Yeah, yeah. we have testimonials from these customers telling us, you know, you guys saved me. You know, these guys are charging me like a hundred dollars a day to get uh, to even make a flight booking done. Yeah. Right. So that's why that's why I think we've had a lot of traction. We've grown so much. Our revenues have definitely off the charts. You know, we, if we take out December, because December is slower in terms of you know sailing. You know, our our numbers are definitely exponential. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, definitely, I think one small thing that I missed out. I think a big push to all of this has been so we got into Berkeley Skydeck which is, you know, the country is one of the best accelerator programs that you can be a part of. Okay. And then that is where, you know, we get, we got like a hundred K from them investment. We got yeah. a huge network of advisors and everything. And then, you know, that was definitely a big push for us as well. That happened early in 2020 as well. You know, so definitely all these factors. And then the advisors kind of telling us, okay, you know, you should go to a B2B space. You know, that's what's driving right now. It was yeah. a bunch of these factors. I'd say put in a bag, you know, mix it up. And then that is where we came out with, okay, ring for business. We're going to go with it. And then, you know, now we're definitely, you know, getting into the weeds of, okay, we want to become this one-stop shop. We want to become this platform for small and medium-sized companies where they can come and they can pretty much run their business using us in terms of assistance, in terms of receptionist services, in terms of design services. You need taxing done. You need accounting done. You come to us. You need legal done. You come to us, right? And then we are making partners with other companies in the space. Okay. You know, we have partners, we have design partners. You know, they give us their plans, we market up a tiny bit and then we can offer it to our customers. 
things like that. So we're doing we're doing a bunch of things. I mean, it's working out very well. We just did another product launch yesterday, which was our receptionist services. Okay. Right? Businesses now are like, okay, I'm a business owner. I'm the sole proprietor, CEO or whoever. Even a phone call coming in asking me for my hours of operation, I have to answer it myself. Mm-hmm. And which is unproductive. You know, it takes away what they might want to focus on. So you know, we're trying to take away things from their plate. And it's it's been working out well. It's been working out very well. You know, so goal is goal is to keep growing, reach our customer base of over 500 clients this year, okay. and uh, you know we'll we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, well, sounds like yeah. you're off to a pretty fantastic start. A lot of momentum. One thing I'm particularly interested in is how you've landed at least thus far on your price point. You know, in the subscription space, $700 monthly recurring and and or $1250 for the I think you said the upgraded yeah. product. Those are pretty high price points, right? So you're targeting a pretty segmented market there. So number one, tell me how you've gotten to the to the price that you're at, especially when you're offering pretty much unlimited use on the back end, right? I'm sure you're trying to find the right mix there of, you know, some people are going to use this a whole lot and others are going to use it less, right? So you want to find yeah. something that that meets in the middle there. And you know, is that something you're looking to evaluate over time or no, we want to really get out in the market for, you know, two years at this price point before we make any changes? Definitely. So, you know, I guess, you know, running, running this, you know, and even having worked at different places, I would say pricing is always tricky, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing a subscription model, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to upcharge anybody. You don't want to rip somebody off. Right. And you also want to make sure, you know, that you're charging enough that covers your costs and makes them value you as well. Right, you don't want to be like that service that keeps charging you like you know X dollars a month, and you don't even care to use it anymore. You're not even going to tell your bank to stop them from charging you. So we definitely want to be relevant that way. So, you know, our price point pretty much. And again, this was a very very detailed and torturous conversation that we <laughs> I'm had. Sure. You know how to, how to set that up. But then I think it was it was mostly going off of okay, you know how much would a small and medium sized business owner be willing to pay? And given, you know, that ties into, okay, you know, usually if you hire, and this is something we use in our pitch as well, if you were to hire a college student or a grad, you know, doing these, and again, you know, wing, at Wing, we promise we'll do anything that's not specialized skilled, okay. right? You, if you tell us to design Photoshop for you, we won't do it. Mm. But if you tell us, hey, can you send out these emails? Can you do these data entry work? Can you get some stuff bought for me? Can you buy a cake for an employee's birthday? Right or any 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 usual administrative low skill tasks that you know any any Joe could do basically. Yeah, those are what Wing promises. And that being said, if you hired somebody who was like a college student as an intern or something, paying the minimum wage, you know you would be out of at least two thousand dollars a month. Sure. Getting them to work for you full time that's eight hours a day, five days a week. So we definitely wanted to stay below that, as we wanted to use that as kind of like a pitch point. Right. Like that this is exactly where we're coming in. We're offering you professional service. We're offering you trained people along with this AI, I guess, element to it. And then, you know, we also have account managers who are kind of helping sure project managing your work, right? Making sure you get your deliverables on time, all these things. But we want to stay below that $2,000 mark. And then, you know, like you said, definitely, you know, it's a subscription model, even charging $700 a month. It sounds like a lot. But you know what we discovered? What we discovered in this industry, people who have currently been using VA services have been paying way more than that, mm-hmm. right? And again, they may not realize that oh, they're paying this on a monthly basis. They realize that oh, I'm doing it on a per task basis, on a per day basis. But if you think about it, 
we talked to some customers as well. They had been paying about $3,000 to $2,500 to Magic, you know, on a, on a monthly basis on average. Mm-hmm. And that kind of turns into, okay, it feels like, okay, you have this really expensive subscription that you're keeping, even though they charge you on a per hour or, you know, per day basis. Mm-hmm. Their billables do turn into this, you know, unsaid subscription that you now have that you suddenly end up paying two to three grand a month. You know, so those were the two factors. We're like, okay, we want to stay below those price points because, you know, definitely want to want to cut our competitors that way. We want to you know, make sure we're offering enough value. And then, you know, as far as why this price point, it was basically based off of we're a SaaS product, right? We're a SaaS product. Anything that we do, we definitely want to have a certain amount of margin that our investors and our board expects in a sense from us. So, you know, based on whatever our cost came out to be, we basically priced it so that we have a certain percent of percentage of uh, profit there or margin there. And then we basically priced it. And, you know, my CEO, Martin, he definitely went out. We did a few focus groups, you know, and this is exactly where Skydeck helped a lot, right? We have we have ton of great advisors. WeWorks ex-CTO, Shiva, you know, he's on our board as an advisor. He's basically been head of product at Apple, Spotify, Twitter, Google, you know, so he's he's done a lot of pricing in his past. We also have Mark, who was the head of Sony's consumer division, like entire Sony's consumer division. Great so advice, he's, yeah. he's very good resource for these things. And then I think Eric, who is the current head of uh, partnerships at Chargebee, Chargebee basically follows a complete subscription model as well. And you know, he's also been like the head of Mercedes in the past for North America. Mm-hmm. So these guys have brought in a ton of valuable input in terms of, okay, what should you look for when pricing? You know, what should you kind of look for when you're subscription pricing, especially? Because, you know, you want to you break that barrier where the customer is kind of not willing to get pushed over the edge, right? Because they feel right. it's very, it's very high, it's very much. Yeah. But, you know, what we've discovered so far, the pricing that we did, and it's resonating very well with owners. They understand that, oh, let's say for receptionist services right now, right? We, that's, we are offering that on a subscription basis as well. You know, if you were to hire a, a receptionist at your office to just pick up phone calls and answer them, you would be paying at least thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. to you know get that person in the door to do this for you, and that I'm talking on the lower end, right? If you're actually in a city, you know, if you're actually in a place like LA or something, you'd be shelling out like fifty thousand dollars at least to get this person per year to do this for you. And we are offering, and again, we do use a lot of AI to you know take over our ops costs tiny bit. Sure. That way, right now we're offering unlimited phone calls. We will answer for you at only like, I believe a thousand dollars a month. Like we'll answer as many phone calls coming in for you. And this again, you know, all powered with AI service. You know, we make it very human-like. You cannot tell if it's AI or human. You know, so these are some things that we're using, but your pricing as far as right now, you know, it's going very well. We actually we actually thinking about increasing it a tiny bit. Okay. You know, so I guess yeah. if anybody's listening to this and you want to <laughs> sign up, Now's the time. Get in now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, certainly it makes sense when you talk about the market analysis and looking at competitors who are charging two, three, four times as much, you know, that's certainly going to be an easy sell to those existing bases. What do you think about, though, the, the consumers who maybe have never used this sort of thing and, and other real small business owners who might be saying, 
look, I, I, this sounds very interesting. I love the idea of having somebody kind of in a, as an extension that can do these tasks for me, but I don't think I'm going to use them more than three to five times a week. You know, you, I, you talked about wanting to keep pricing simple, unlimited for our set price point per, per month. But when you talk about, okay, you want to blow the doors off this thing and get a lot of new customers in, in yep. the door, are you considering, you know, the, those sort of kind of different tiers? 100%, 100%. So, you, you actually bring up a pretty interesting point. So what we've seen is, you know, talking to, I think my, my sales team currently talks to about 20 different businesses every day, right? We have meetings set up, uh, we reach out to them. We do a lot of Google ads and things too, I guess, get them interested into it. But what we've seen as business owners, they are, and again, this is a blanket over, you know, I've been in over, I would say 200 meetings with these business owners, right? Uh, trying to sell them the product, what I've seen, and this is something we changed recently as well. What we've seen is these guys are very okay with the price point, right? They're like, okay, you know, we can afford to pay that, you know, as an SMB owner, definitely. And these are usually companies that have, you know, between five and 25 employees, right? These are, we, we even go after individual owner types. And then we can even, you know, if, they, if they're looking for smaller coverage hours, if they're looking for lesser service, you know, we can definitely create this custom tiered plans for them. Just because right now, right, we're starting, we're trying to grow as well. So we do not say no to revenue mm. coming in. But, you know, <laughs> but the major thing that we've seen is these guys are very willing to pay for it. But the one thing that they, like you said, they don't understand how to best use it. Right. So that's, that's a major concern. And that, trust me, happens with a lot of subscriptions. Right. You get it. You know, you're paying for it for a few months. And then you realize, if especially if it's a small amount, you realize, oh, I haven't even used it. Right. And, you know, a similar thing. I just canceled my DocuSense subscription yesterday. I'm like, okay, I haven't used this in four months, mm -hmm. right? I'm paying like 20 bucks a month for it. So similarly, you know, these guys are willing to pay the price point because, you know, when we pitch it, we tell them, okay, this is how much you're going to save if you use Wing versus hiring somebody, right? And it, it makes natural sense to them, okay, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I like it. I like the price as well, but I don't get it, right? How can you help me kind of, you know? Some people don't even know if they want a VA service. They're like, okay, I need help, right? I need help to do yeah. something, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get it done. <laughs> I don't even know, you know, what I'm looking for at this point now. Yeah. And I came to your side, you guys talked to me. I like what I hear, but my business is kind of doing this and this, and I don't even know how to give you things to do from that because it's so kind of intermingled in a sense, sure. right? So this is, this was a very interesting problem. And we had, we actually had some churn over this as well. Businesses came in, they signed up, very excited. They're like, you know, I'm going to get the pro plan. I'm going to pay you $12.50. You know, here, take my money, give me the service. And then we realized 30 days into it, they haven't used it a lot, mm. right? They have paid for it. And then as soon as the second subscription goes in, we get an email saying, hey, can you refund that money and cancel my subscription? You know, because uh, we haven't seen enough value out of it. Yeah. And, you know, we realize, we realize, you know, it's not just about selling, but we actually need to activate these customers right. into using this, right. right? And like you said, right, businesses who have been using VA services, very comfortable, right? That is actually where our major current customer base is. But we realize, right, we want to we wanna turn on new customers and new businesses as well who haven't used something like this in the past. Yeah. And that is where we are bringing the concept of experts. So, you know, given, given our... You know, given our Skydeck connections and given, you know, we have been featured in almost everything you can think of, including Forbes as well. We get we get a ton of good people trying to work for us. And again, you know, I mean, the major the major group that I'm talking about, these are MBAs, 
right? These are current people who are doing MBAs at like the top universities in the world. We have people from Stanford, from Berkeley, from MIT, even our UCI campus, right? These are people who are currently in their second year of MBAs. They have few years of experience under the belt working for actual companies in the industry. And these are people who are really, really, tr who were, I guess, trying to intern with us, you know, over, over a few months, they're trying to get something on the resume along with, you know, them kind of doing their school, you know, and these guys are very experienced. We make sure, right? We talk to them, we bring them on. And these guys want to get, you know, something on the resume. They want to actually feel how it feels to be worked in the industry. And then what we basically try to do, okay, you know, these guys are currently pursuing MBAs. Their main goal is problem solving, right? Figure out how to optimize processes, figure out how to remove problems, figure out solutions. So we basically, what we are doing right now, and it's been working out amazingly, flawlessly. We've been partnering up. Let's say we have somebody who's working as an intern, been with us for four months, right? Currently pursuing MBA at Stanford. What we'll do when new business comes on, if we, even if we feel a tiny bit, okay, these guys maybe be unsure about how to use us. What we'll do, we'll partner them up on a one-hour expert session okay. with this MBA person. Yeah. And then what this MBA person does is in that one hour, they'll understand everything about their business, right? What they do, mm -hmm. how are they doing current processes? And then they go back and in a day or so, they'll come back with, okay, this is the process that we kind of recommend you use in terms of how you can best use Wing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how we can take away 70% of your work, right? Wing can do this, this, and this. You know, you get free time. And on top of it, we realize there's this small gap in your process. We realize this can be optimized. And on top of it, this is the way we can even help you get more businesses, right? So when we do yeah. that, we have seen conversions be sky high in a sense. We have seen businesses continue to use us. Our engagement rate has actually gone up a lot. We're at 85 person now. So out of a hundred days, 85 days, businesses are coming back and using us. That's great. You know, on, rec on recurring tasks, on new tasks, they're adding new users to it. And even word of mouth has flown up, right? We have we have a lot of real estate companies right now. We have a lot of real estate agents right now, right? Imagine if you're a real estate agent, you're doing so many things. You're talking to clients, you're sending emails, you're getting in lease agreements, everything. And if you're an individual person running this, we've seen Wing has done wonders for them, right? Wing is coming in and taking up everything other than them just talking to clients. Mm -hmm. Right, so they have really, really recommended us. We've got a ton of people into recommendations. Anybody who's converted over from our competitors, they have spread the good word, right? That oh, you know, I, I saved myself. So you know, things like that. But that being said, that being said, I think I think we are still continuing to work on customer education. It's never easy, right? Telling them sure. how to use you. I think that's the trickiest part, you know, for service. And that was the same thing when we had the consumer version. You know, people got it, and then they're like, okay. I have it. I feel good. What now? Right. What do I, what do I do with it? So that way, you know, we are trying, we're trying to enable these people to use them. And again, if we see, you know, if we see somebody hasn't come back to use us in two days, three days, we have a lot of tech systems and analytics going on. We will reach out to them. You know, we will just be like, Hey, you know, in the morning, whatever your to-do list is today, just click a photo and send it to us. Yeah. We're here. Use us. Well, you know, it's interesting. And I was talking about just the other day, you know, I, I've been in subscriptions long enough to be back in the days of in subscriptions, you kind of wanted to set it and forget it, right? It was get the get the person enrolled and then kind of hope that they don't use the product as much. 
and it, and I'm happy to now be in an era of subscriptions that's been turned on its head there. And it's all about engagement, right? Can, can you continue to demonstrate value, continue to get your customers engaged in your product and, and have them wanting to come back for more, right? And, and it sounds like, you know, your business is kind of predicated on, you know, engaging with our product, use us, yep. reach out. And so that that's pretty fantastic. And it's great to hear that you guys are even being proactive about it, you know, looking for those that maybe aren't as engaged and getting in front of them to- hundred uh, percent. And, and I would even say one of our major goals that we strive for is we want you to upgrade your plan, mm. right? We, we want to deliver you such a good service because, you know, we're not, I know, I know, right? When we ran the consumer version, like you said, right? It was a very lower price point. It was like $20 a month to use it. Because it was full AI. There was no humans involved. It was yeah. full AI. And you know, at that point, we realized that, okay, some subscript subscribers who don't use this, it's actually not bad. Right? <laughs> because they're just going to keep paying for it on a monthly basis. Right. But yeah, when you're paying $700 a month or $1,250 a month, you know, we realized if it's not this month, next month, you're going to realize it. You're going to come back and cancel it. Yep. Right? If that's the price point. And especially, you're right, you're, you're a small business owner. You're not, you're not a billionaire out there who doesn't care. Right. So that way we want to keep them engaged. And then, like I said, right, our and it's it's actually pretty surprising to see, right? A lot of times people don't want to upgrade. But I think about 30% of clients have started off with the basic plan and are now actually paying us $1,250. Wow. Right. Because they like the service. Yeah, and that, that speaks volumes, right? Even for my does. team, right? My account management team has been very, very proactive. My tech team, you know, even myself, we have been very, very engaging. And building products, right, that they like, that they interact with. We have iPhone apps, we have Android apps, we have WhatsApp integrations, we are building Messenger integrations, we have Slack bots. So all kinds of things. We want them to engage with us. You know, we want them to give us work. We're actually trying to build, you know, the next, I guess, like I said, be a service of the future. Give all of your work to us. We even have, this is actually pretty interesting. My CEO and I were talking about it yesterday. And this was new for us. So one of these customers came in and you know, they were an ex-customer. They had left. In November, just pause a subscription because they're too busy to run it. <laughs> you know, so now they came back and then, uh, you know, she's like, hey, Wing, you know, I've been very, I haven't had, I've been busy running this business. Haven't had much time to spend with family in 2020. So I want to focus this full year, spending time with my son, with my husband. And I want you guys to run my business. And they're like, huh, okay. You know, what does that? And so she basically said, you know, she's willing to pay us it's already on we're doing it she's paying us almost $3,500 a month you know and then what mm -hmm. we're doing for her we have dedicated account manager for her and then now Ving is running her business fully right we run all her processes we even talk to her clients and she checks in once a day with the account manager and you know we we actually thought this could be another small interesting sure. you know stream that we could pursue but yeah you know like I said it's a it's a very interesting thing Right. I think more engagement actually helps you retain people, actually helps you spread word of mouth. Right. But yeah, that definitely turns into we need to scale everything, you know, even tech wise. Right. I think when we started, it was like one server with everything on it. You know, now I think I have almost a distributed system shop. Right. We have one service running per server. So things, things are interesting. I think most of it has been because we have been so proactive that customers are staying on. Right, knock on the wood there. Yeah, I think we are, we as a company are a happy cat right now. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it. You know, you, you, you said you've got customers that are literally all over the globe right now. Talk a little bit about the complexities that might present in terms of 
well, payments. So first of all, are, are you exclusively credit card or are you accepting payments any other way? Or We usually prefer debit and credit cards, okay. right? Because our entire things are hooked up with Stripe. You can just pay online and subscription setup. Everything's good to go. Yep. If you are trying to pay us through another way, we will figure out how to take your money. Okay. All right. What about <laughs> what about different currencies? Are you accepting? Are you just converting all of them over to US dollars? So we we work in USD, but yeah, for every yeah. country we have a kind of like a local local price, price. plan. Yeah. And there's something we do. I think you know even for anybody listening, if you're a subscription model, if you're trying to be global, you know make sure your tech team fits up pages that are local to each country, right? Anybody in the UK, they they're going to be very resistant to buy something in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's why when when you're coming from the UK, you open the page. Even when you're coming from Australia, you open the page. We we kind of customize it to look very like okay. We are here, we are your local service, mm-hmm. right? we'll get it done. You can pay in your local dollars, currency, right? And we'll even put on some cultural things on there to make it seem like you know we're local. And then as far as the charging goes, Stripe is very good like that. We can build them in USD and they'll charge them in the local currency. So we're good there. We haven't had anybody trying to pay us using a different route who's abroad. We have had some people try to pay us through bank transfers. And we know, we know a couple individual people Right, they're using us, maybe paying us like $400 a month, users four hours a day. They have even tried to pay us using PayPal and Venmo. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we are accepting it right now. We talked to our investors, they were like, don't say no, take the money. <laughs> right. so we were like, don't okay, we're we'll taking Dallas. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we haven't seen a major issue currency wise. We have a lot of Canadian customers, though, a lot of Canadian customers. Interesting. Have you seen, you know, the COVID and, well, the combination of COVID and a higher price point, have you seen issues with collections and are you recycling transactions? I would say we haven't seen, we've definitely been in situations where customers have kind of asked us, oh, you know, let's say, let's say we're doing something for a customer, right? And they suddenly start giving us way more work than we can do, kind of getting to the, you know, <laughs> abusive territory almost. Yeah. You know, like, you know, here, you do this and this and this and this. Right. So at that point, we have tried reaching out to them, be like, hey, if you need us to do all this, you're going to have to upgrade, you're going to have to add another resource or whatever. Sure. At those points, we have seen people churn, right? We have seen people churn. We even, you know, we're a company, we even run into scenarios almost every day where, oh, a billing of a card failed, right? A subscription billing failed. Yep. The card on file did not go through or they blocked it. So we had those scenarios, but I'd say it's not prevailing. It's not uh, stopping us. And you know, in, in most of the cases, we haven't been in a situation where we haven't gotten paid for work we did. Right? There's definitely been a couple of scenarios where you know mess ups happen and we have lost like $500 or something, but you know, nothing, nothing major right now. As far as that goes, you know, customers have been very well paying. Plus, you know, terms of service, our legal went, we work with Wilson Sonsini. So legal went into very deep into, okay, you have to pay us. <laughs> use us. If you use us, you know, but you know, we work, we are very, we are very customer friendly company, right? We are very, very user friendly. If you, if you drop us an email, we will be on it in 10 minutes. You know, even if you're paying for us and you absolutely hate us, we will give you your money back. Right. So we are, we are very, we want to work with you, right? We're not here to take your money and rip you off and, mm-hmm. you know, leave you out to dry. You know, we're here, we're here to stay. And, you know, but honestly, if anybody reaches out to us saying, hey, I have had this issue, we will discount you for the next two weeks. We'll give you two weeks for free and have you just use the service. We'll fix up things on our end, right? Because we want to retain you. We, like, 
something our investors have been focusing on, especially in the subscription space, is our LTV, right? So, and average contract value. So those are things we definitely value a lot. And, uh, you know, I think it all comes from being a good company. You know, we're not like, oh, you know, in case you mess up, we don't care. Our terms of service tell us right. not to give you back. Mm-hmm. We do pay you back that way. So, yeah, but not, not, not major issues. We had issues in the past where it was like, oh, subscriptions not bill, this and that. But now we've gone into automated sign-up forms online. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, if, you're, if you're trying to sign up, you can talk to sales definitely, but you can even just go online, sign up, put your card in and go through with it. So, you know, we have, we have, we we're initially not having the paywall up there and we were just coming in using for a week or something and leaving. But yeah. now with the paywall there, I think we have gotten things under control. Well, Sai, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've loved hearing about your company, the explosive growth and kind of how you guys are are working through it. Wish you guys nothing but the best in the future. If any of the listeners want to get in touch with you, your company or the website, where can they go? So if anybody wants to get in touch with the company, you can go to getwingapp.com. That's G-E-T-W-I-N-G-A-P-P.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me. It's basically S-A-I-Sai at getwingapp.com. I'm sure, Nick, you can probably post that as well. Absolutely. We're very willing to get new customers on board, right? If you're a business, if you are thinking of getting help, reach out. I'm sure we can help you. Whatever domain it is, we will work with you. We will make it happen. And, you know, if you if you like anything, you want to chat, you can reach out to me as well. If you didn't like anything I say, you can reach out <laughs> as well. You know, so, yeah, you know, I guess we're just hoping, right, this year can be very big, especially with COVID, right? We want to... We want to genuinely help out, right? Definitely, you know, running a business is part of it. But with COVID, I think we definitely want to help out. You know, two business owners who are struggling or thinking, oh, if I don't get reasonable, affordable help, I may go under. You know, we want to be there as a partner for you. So yeah, you know, reach out. We're more than happy. I'll jump on calls myself to help sell you. And, uh, you know, we'll make it work. Sounds good. Well, sounds like a very exciting business. You guys are off to a great start this year and wish you nothing but the best. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Subscription Scale, sponsored by Rebar Technology. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share this episode with your network. 